0: It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Tuesday, January 9th, 2023. First of all, I want to clear up a little discrepancy that you may hear if you listen to the Ship Report on KMUN today and then hear today's podcast. Today's Ship Report on KMUN on the radio station that airs the show is a repeat of yesterday's podcast. That's because the station was not able to air Monday's show as a result of an automation glitch. So The show that is on yesterday's podcast is being aired today on KMUN. Now, today's podcast, which you're listening to right now, is a new show, and today we're going to be talking about marine weather and what to expect in what is shaping up to be a turbulent week on the coast. Let's start out with some warnings for land dwellers who may be tempted to head to the beach to storm watch. Then we'll get to what will be happening on the water, and that is pretty dramatic, Here's some information about what will be happening on the beach the next couple of days. This is from the Pacific County Emergency Management Agency, so the Long Beach Peninsula in particular. So this is local information for our local beaches that applies to Oregon in our area as well. The National Weather Service has issued a high surf warning for Pacific County beaches beginning 4 a.m. today and continuing until 4 p.m. on Wednesday. A clam Tide is happening during this event. That means a lower than usual tide, a minus tide, which tends to encourage people to go out on the beach and clam. All beachgoers are asked to exercise extreme caution. Better yet, stay off the beach completely. Destructive waves may wash over beaches, jetties, and other structures unexpectedly. People can be swept off rocks and jetties and drown while observing high surf. Severe beach erosion may destroy coastal properties and buildings. Higher-than-normal water run-up is expected on beaches and low-lying shoreline. And that is from Pacific County in Washington. It applies equally to our um, Oregon beaches. And we're having king tides later this week. That is what yesterday's podcast was about. Uh, That means higher-than-usual high tides and lower-than-usual low tides. That's happening Thursday through Saturday. So we're truly kind of up to our ears in beach hazards this week. And all of this will be creating dangerous conditions all week long for anyone on the shoreline. So find a spot high up to watch the waves this week. Or you're protected from sudden surges from the ocean. The ocean can be very unforgiving. It just doesn't take very much water to knock you down and drag you out to sea. So let's take a look now at the marine weather forecast because it's got some just really pretty startling information about expected sea heights over the next couple of days. First of all, we have a gale warning in effect through late tonight, and according to the Beaufort wind scale, that means winds up to about 47 knots, about 54 miles per hour, and waves that can break into spin drift. That's where the tops of the waves get blown off into a kind of spray that can obscure visibility for vessels out there on the water. You can also get sea foam blown in streaks and deeply rolling seas, so not the kind of conditions that you want to be out on on the water. You want to be in port if possible for this one. Winds are expected to gust up to 70 miles per hour on beaches and headlands, so just expect power outages. And sea heights are really going to get up there with this storm. Now, seas started building to 20 feet yesterday evening. Today and tonight, we can expect them to reach 27 feet, possibly starting to subside late tonight. After that, seas may die down into normal range, but we'll have to see what happens. Sometimes after a storm, it can take a while for the ocean to calm down. Now, to give you some perspective, 10 feet is about one story high on a building. So a 28-foot wave is about as high as a three-story building. And with a wave period of about 14 seconds, it means that any vessel out there in this weather would be going up and down three stories every 14 seconds. And when you go down into the wave troughs at the bottom of that 27 feet, you may not be able to see the horizon depending on how tall your boat is. You'll just see water all around you like you've fallen into a hole in the water until the wave brings you back up again. So what does this mean for ship traffic? Well, it means that there are still ships out there in the ocean making their way here. When I looked at marinetraffic.com yesterday afternoon, It looked like most vessels were staying out of the area off the mouth of the Columbia. If there are any out there when the bar does go on red status, they will slow way down and motor around at a speed that allows them to make slow headway but avoid damage from waves crashing on the ship. Because keep in mind that a cubic meter of water weighs about a ton. And that is a lot of weight crashing around out there. We sometimes see ships limp into port with twisted railings and structural damage caused by water smashing into the ship in a storm. And ships sometimes lose cargo overboard in storms, cargo that's lashed on deck like containers. Now, the bar was on yellow status Monday, and with sea heights rising above 20 feet, we can expect it to go to red status. This is the threshold at which the bar pilots and the Coast Guard say that it's just too dangerous to bring even big vessels into the Columbia River. In fact, especially big vessels. On red status, most ship traffic is halted from entering or leaving the river. You might occasionally see a heavily powered container ship or a car carrier coming in on a red status bar. But that is a decision made on a case-by-case basis by the bar pilots, depending on how capable the ship is of handling the weather. The Columbia River Bar, that area right at the mouth of the river between the two jetties, it's a difficult place on a good day in good weather. It can become like a huge washing machine of heavy currents, eddies, sneaker waves, and other anomalies that can make controlling a vessel very difficult, if not impossible, in bad weather. The Columbia River Bar by the way, is not the only river bar on the Oregon and Washington coast that is likely to be shut down this week as a result of the weather. The U.S. Coast Guard also issues bar closure information and restrictions for other river entrances along the coast. So those bar areas are areas where the river meets the sea. Some sort of a bay or river is emptying into the ocean. Now, if you want to see that information for other waterways that are along the coast, You can Google Local Bar Observation and NWS for National Weather Service, and you'll get the page will come up in your search for that information. It's a page that the Weather Service maintains, which will show restrictions for vessels, usually under a certain length or outright closures if conditions are severe. So we may not see very much ship traffic on the river at all today, or maybe even tomorrow. It really depends on how the weather goes. So send your best thoughts to any mariners out in this messy, dangerous weather, and any pilots who end up working around this weather. It's life-threatening out there. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. You'll find ship schedules and a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Ship Report podcasts also on Apple and Spotify. You'll find marine weather and links to ship schedules and more on my Ship Report Facebook page. Thanks for listening, and have a great day, and stay safe out there.